Hi, my name's Lou, and today I'm going to be reading the internet for you. Why, well, why not? And today's what is going to be a delightful trip into the world of the forum known as wetset.net. Now, wetset.net is a forum for people who are into all things soiling themselves. So, water sports, diapers, pooping, bedwetting, etc. And it is apparently a site that was born out of a previous very active site and Currently, this site is not very active, although they seem to be cannibalizing on their own popularity by having a yet another offshoot site, which is more of a social networking site for wedding and diaper play. So anyway, we're not going to go there. Uh, we will stay here at wetset.net and read from it. And wetset.net has a lovely logo of a girl apparently urinating, standing up in high heels. Anyway, but before we get to the forum, I just wanted to wish everyone a happy new year. This is the first episode of 2015, marking the beginning of the sixth year of the Lou Reads podcast. So, uh, 2015, let's get this party started. I think that's the thing people say. So, thanks for everyone for sticking around for the new year, and here's to reading many more silly things for you. Quickly, I still have magnets currently. If you'd like a magnet, just send an email to loureads at gmail.com with your address and I will send you one for free. And besides that, not a whole lot of news. So let's get right into the forums at wetset.net. Now the first thing we'll read is from the Wetset message board, subform public forums, subform panty and diaper pooping. In a thread... (laughs) Okay. In a thread started by Ted Norton, entitled... Skidmarked panties. And it goes like this. Hey all, long time lurker. Used to post here several years ago. Wanted to start a new thread on girl skidmarked panties, as this is one of my major turn-ons. Recently, I had an old friend from university staying with me in London. Claire is 29, brunette, slim, very prim and proper, brackets, except when she gets drunk, and a corporate lawyer. We dated for a little while back at Cambridge, but drifted apart after I graduated. However, I remember that she was always the most careless wipe... Hmm. However, I remember that she was always the most careless wiper back then. Claire was never shy about her bathroom habits, so I would often hear her on the toilet when we would stay over in each other's rooms. I would love to hear her firm, cute little grunts as she struggled to expel her poo. Although she went to work... Although she went most days, she would often hold it after she got the initial urge, making it harder for herself when the time came. After she finished plopping, there would... After she finished plopping, there would only ever be a couple of wipes before she pulled up her panties and sweats and came back to hang out with me on the bed. As a result, at least 60% of her undies would have some kind of shit stain on them by the end of the day. It could be as little as a faint brown rub mark or a dark little spot where her dirty anus kissed the cotton of her panties or a thicker smelly stripe where the knickers went up her bum crack, up to three inches long. She wasn't really shy about this whenever we got up to stuff, and I would be undressing her. She didn't exactly advertise her wiping problem, but she wasn't ashamed if I pulled down her knickers, and as the material tugged out of her bum, the material would have some brown discoloration on it. I think she just didn't really care. Anyway, so last weekend when Claire was staying over, I was curious whether her bathroom habits had changed much, and really hoped I would get the chance to find out. I was not disappointed. I met her at Heathrow Airport, brackets, she lives in NYC now, and after the hugs and hellos, she immediately confided that she hoped we would get back to my 
flat soon because she had needed to poo since she got on the plane but hated to use those toilets. Immediately, I had trouble avoiding getting a visible hard-on while I helped her with her suitcases out of the car. As we drove into the city, she mentioned a few more times how desperate she was, in between us making normal small talk and catching up. A couple of times, I was pretty sure I could smell her fart, too, but neither of us acknowledged it. Soon, we were back at my place, and as soon as we got in, she asked where the loo was. I pointed Claire in the right direction, and she dropped her bags and everything on the floor and ran in, pushing the door closed. Brackets, but not all the way shut or locked. Looked as she was still quite open about things. I didn't want to seem too obvious, but I just had to listen in. So I stood outside, not breathing, as she fumbled with her belt and jeans and knickers. As soon as they were down and her bum hit the toilet seat, I heard a series of small, tight, wet farts and a moan. This was followed by about four big plops and a grunt between each. And then an exasperated sigh. And she pulled up her underwear and jeans with no wiping at all. I knew I was well stocked with toilet paper for her visit, so she had no excuse. I was beside myself at this point. All through the day, brackets, we just hung out watching TV and relaxing as she was a bit jet lagged. I was beside myself wanting to get a hold of her undies to see how badly she had messed them up. A couple of times I caught her pulling out a wedgie, so I knew her knickers were stuck up her bum and probably getting well skid marked. Eventually, I got my chance at the end of the day. Claire was tired, so I offered her my room and to take the couch, but she said she was happy to share the bed with me. Brackets, brackets, things were progressing well on all fronts at this point, shall we say. And so we came into the bedroom. Before I could do anything, she started stripping for bed to change into her pajamas. Brackets, just a long shirt she wore for bed. As she pulled down her jeans, I got my first glimpse of her pink Victoria's Secret boy short underwear hugging her firm ass, and I was amazed to see a small hint of skid mark showing through the material as she had her back to me. And then it got even better. As she was about to get into bed, she said, quote unquote, Oh, I think I'd better change my knickers. I've been wearing them for like 30 hours now. And she went back to her suitcase and got a clean pair. She slipped them down and left them on the floor where they lay around her ankles. Already, I could see a significant poo stain in the back with a damp pee stain in the front too. She pulled on a purple pair of bikini panties, brackets, also Victoria's Secret, seemingly not caring or realizing that her ass was probably still dirty and smelly and came back to bed. Nothing happened that night, brackets, she was tired. But you bet your sweet ass as soon as she fell asleep, I tiptoed out of bed, picked up her undies, and took them to the bathroom with me to inspect, trembling. <laughs> I turned on the bathroom light and locked the door behind me. I opened up the panties, still slightly warm from being recently worn, and looked inside. They were really cute undies, but the inside was certainly dirty. A normal discharge slash pee stain on the front, but a thick skid mark in the back. Two and a half inches long and one inch wide, extending from where her asshole would have been up the back. At quote-unquote ground zero, the skid mark was really thick. It was probably actually a small piece of poo that she hadn't pinched off when she got off the toilet that had smeared out into the, her knickers and she moved around the rest of the day. The skid mark gradually got lighter as it moved up the two and a half inches. I cupped the skid mark part of the panties and felt the heaviness of her poop compared to the unsoiled part of her panties. Then I went in for a smell, a nice fragrant pea smell at the front and a little brown pube stuck to the cotton crotch. And the pooey skid mark at the back smelled earthy and warm. Not bad at all. I couldn't help myself. With Claire's skinny panties in one hand, looking and smelling at her mess, I jerked off and came super hard in record time. Back went the dirty niggers in the exact spot where she had discarded them, and I climbed into bed with her and fell asleep. Not bad for day one. Happily for me, brackets, I have been in a skid-marked panty drought for several years. This was only the first of several incidents over the weekend. I'll post more as soon as I get the chance. In the meantime, 
Let's hear some other people's stories about girlfriends, wives, sisters, friends who have trouble keeping their undies clean and end up getting skid marks in their panties. I know there are others out there who like this topic, and the more others share, the more I will be inclined to write too. Cheers! And Dr. Phil adds, Wow, thank you for sharing. This was incredibly hot, particularly the part of her not wiping at all. It sounds to me like she's into it herself. One thing is to just be sloppy and not wipe very carefully, but a completely different thing not to wipe at all. That's quite the deliberate act. I look forward to reading about your continued adventures. And Spandex Man writes, Thanks for that story, you lucky guy! Ted Norton replies, Thanks, Bandex Man. I know you are one of those who have also written on this topic of girl skinny panties several times in the past, and I have always loved to read your posts. Do you have any more recent experiences to share? And Spandex Man replies, Frowny face emoticon. Not lately. The woman I see lately is a real neatnik. And Ted Norton replies, that's too bad. One time I was with a girl and was amazed that she almost never had skid marks, even though I knew she took messy dumps a couple of times a day and brackets from the poop and TP left in the toilet bowl would only wipe a couple of times with lots of poop left on both pieces of paper. Mm. The mystery was only solved when I found out she took some TP and put it in her panties after she pulled them up to catch the poop stains and stay skid free. One time we were getting down and dirty and I saw what I thought was a small lump in the ass of her panties as she took her dress off. She was mortified when I pulled her panties down and a fairly poop stained piece of toilet paper fluttered out and went on the floor. It was then that she confessed her habit to me. I tried to tell her that skid marks are natural and I don't mind dirty panties at all, but she was reluctant to change her ways. Too bad. And Tid Bigger writes... I had a girlfriend who got skid marks mostly because of constipation. It was such a joy to see her skidded panties lying there amongst her clothes. Sometimes I would put my sniffer up to her butt and smell it. It smelled like poop. I <laughs> loved it. She was the only girl I knew who got skid marks. Pretty much every girl I dated had stains in her panties, though. One almost always had pee stains. That's pretty hot, but finding panties with skid marks in them is absolute gold. My fantasy is to see a girl with tight, skinny jeans and sniff her ass and it smell like poop. Then somehow I get a hold of her panties and see a skid mark in the back. I always feel that the girl would be so much hotter if I were to see that. Does anyone else have that fantasy? To sniff a hot girl's ass? I remember reading a story online by a guy named quote-unquote Wolf. He told a story of how he sniffed his cousin's Brackets, yes, I know, cousins. Ass. It smelled like poop. <laughs> she let him sniff it, and they got into a brief fling where he'd smell her pantied ass. Brackets, which had skid marks from either not wiping or just wearing it for multiple days. And she'd get off on it. For the life of me, I can't find that damn story, but I read it multiple times. He said it was based on an experience he had, but names and locations were not real. I really wish this fetish was more widely covered. In fact, I enjoy a good skid mark story or picture or film more than a fully pooped panty one. What do you guys think? I would love to hear more about this quote-unquote Claire. What does she look like? What were the stories from before? Thanks, smiley face emoticon. And Ted Norton replies, That's really hot. Wish I could have seen your ex-girlfriend's panties after one of her bouts of constipation. Dirtied with skid marks. Was she embarrassed about the state of her undies or was she quite open about it with you? I have always been interested to see which girls don't notice their skids, which ones notice but don't care, and those girls, brackets perhaps my favorite, who are excruciatingly embarrassed by their dirty panties but just seem unable to stop skidding them. I think I remember that quote-unquote wolf story you mentioned. 
I'll have a look through my archive and see if I saved it anywhere. That was really hot. I always like to smell my girl's ass through her panties, especially if I suspect that she might have done some careless wiping that day. Like you, Tidbigger, I prefer a story about skid mark panties, brackets preferably from poor wiping, but also from holding it too long and turtle heading slash prairie dogging than one about a full load. You asked about my friend Claire. She was one of those girls who looked quite average really all through school, brackets when we briefly dated, and then suddenly and unexpectedly blossomed into a completely stunning babe. She's a stereotypical English rose of a girl, really, brunette with long straightened hair that goes well past her shoulders, a sexy pouty little mouth, brackets, more on that in another story, sexy long legs, brackets, much more toned thanks to her personal trainer in NYC, a cute peachy bum, slim waist, and persistent awesome 34C breasts, brackets also much improved from when we used to date. I'll give some more of my past stories about Claire in this thread in due course, but for now, I want to concentrate on the stories from this recent weekend before the details fade from my memory. And Tid Bigger replies, I think I shared this story with this forum before, but I'll share it anyway. First, I'll describe her. She was a white South African, about 5 foot 9, dark brown hair, thin, not too much in the butt area, but it really depended on what she wore. Small breasts and a thin face. I remembered I liked looking at her hips. My girlfriend, brackets the one I mentioned before, and I were getting busy. We started dry humping in the bed. She's the type of girl, when she gets horny, gets super wet. So when I started pulling down her pants, her panties were very wet up her panties. As she started pulling down her pants, she lifted her legs and I saw this brown stain in the seat of her panties. It didn't smell from a distance. As I got closer, it started to smell like poop. We started dry humping, and I was grabbing her butt as we were humping. She didn't care, so she was the one who didn't really care about her messy state of her panties. Anyway, I had to think about other things while we were doing it. Football, baseball, the skitties just added fuel to my fire. It didn't take too long before I finished up. Amazingly, this was one of the more typical sexual experiences we had. I loved that. Unfortunately, she was a crazy one, so I had to cut it off. One thing I really like seeing is when I am out is when girls pick their butts and then try to mask smelling their hands by swooshing their hair back. Too bad they're all kids, 9 to 15. I just imagine seeing my ex do that and then looking at her panties later. One thing I regret not doing is taking a picture of her on a particular dirty day and then saving her panties. That way I would have a picture of her and her dirty panties to go along with it. There was another thing with my wife's niece. She is not pretty with a personality to match. <laughs> I was still interested in looking in her pants when I went to the bathroom and saw some jeans in the floor. I pulled out a thong with a chocolate kiss in the string. <laughs> nice seeing it, but she was not all that attractive a person. I have mixed feelings about that one. Smirk emoticon. Anyway, please, more people chime in. This has got to be a topic more people are interested in. Thanks. Grinning emoticon. And although that thread goes on for another three pages of very involved skid mark stories, we'll move on to a new thread. Again, in the wet set message board, subforum, public forum, subforum, panty and diaper pooping, subforum, in a thread started by Maria, entitled, Just Have to Ask. And it goes like this. Since I know a lot of guys whose wives or GFs have wet their pants for them, but I wonder how many have been with a woman who would do this for you. And Cractus writes, My GF pooped in a diaper for me once on my 20th birthday. She had worn diapers for me on a couple of occasions before then, but after the birthday treat, I think she got so turned off. What? <laughs> okay. All right. She had worn diapers for me on a couple of occasions before then, but after the birthday treat, I think she got so turned off by the whole concept that she wouldn't even wear a diaper again after that day. But I have a photo of the occasion as a memento. 
Brackets, don't ask me to post it here, though. She's displeased that I even have the photo at all. And Spandex Man adds, Sadly, no girlfriends ever pooped for me on purpose. My ex would pee in the shower and and did have a couple of pee accidents while drinking. My girlfriend from hell had the biggest accident, which I wrote on this thread, and the nurse at the convention shit herself during anal sex. Only a crossdresser friend of mine, Michelle, would poop her pants on purpose. She would dress and I would tie her up and gag her. She liked desperation pee and poop role play. And Six Gun adds, My wife has pooped her pants several times for me, though I know she doesn't enjoy it. She doesn't exactly hate it either. It's just sort of a quote-unquote meh experience for her. But she knows how much it drives me wild. She has only been able to poop her pants in front of me once. All the other times, she either does it in the other room or she'll make a video for me. It's wonderful. She doesn't mind if I poop my pants either, but the smell is so horrendous, I spare her the fate. And Delta Foxtrot adds, My wife doesn't mess her diapers that often, but she has and will if the situation calls for it. And On It Sucka writes, My ex-girlfriend did shit her pants for me. <laughs> what the fuck? All right. My ex-girlfriend did shit panties once for me and let me fuck her while wearing the panties and she loved it. But we broke up shortly after, but she did say it was the best orgasm she has ever had. Regret the breakup so much, but it was my decision. And Vesta adds, Personally, I think this fetish is actually rare among straight females. I can count on my hands the number of straight women I know who are into panty pooping. O-T-O-H, which stands for on the other hand, there's an endless supply of straight men who enjoy watching it, or at least that's what it looks like when lurking the few websites that cater to panty pooping. There are a good number of MTFCD slash TG slash TS persons, brackets like myself, who enjoy the deed while dressed as female. So if a guy, brackets or girl for that matter, I prefer females to other TGs, is looking for a pooping partner and is not averse to a big old cock being part of the mix, a trans girl might just be what the doctor ordered. I've also noticed quite a few internet postings from lesbian women who are into panty pooping as well as a handful of gay men who do the deed in their briefs or boxers. And West Jump writes, When I was 19, I had a GF for a couple of years who would regular poop her diapers, her pants, pee her pants, pee all over me, whatever I wanted. I did eventually break up with her because as much as I love this fetish, it isn't my life. Since then, I have had many girls wear and pee diapers for me. I had three or more women poop in diapers for me, including my wife, who I am married to now. The only person who genuinely liked doing it was my first GF. My wife, however, is awesome about it. We go out in public and poop our diapers together. So much fun. I recommend it. And Be Wet Fan writes, None that really wanted to. In a more sordid period of my life, I had an informal relationship with a prostitute where I'd help her out with rent slash bills and would meet up for fun, but not necessarily at the same time. Close to the end of this practice when I felt she was getting way ahead in the balance sheet, she called me in really dire straits, and I said the only way she'd get money is if I picked her up and brought her to my place for a few hours. Long story short, I wanted to see her poop her pants, but she couldn't really perform, so we settled for an enema. Her expelling in her panties while squatting in the bathtub, then anal sex afterwards. It turned out being a lot less exciting than it seemed it would be. And Cole Train 86 writes, I have had X's brackets currently single roleplay it over the internet, but nothing ever in real life. The closest I got to anything was my most recent ex peeing in front of me on the toilet. This might end up just being a fantasy and nothing else. I have even thought of the possibility of, in the moment, not even liking it. I may not. It's hard to say. It's fun to think about. And that is what I am holding on to for right now. Frowny face emoticon. And spin sugar ads. I have gotten my wife to wet a diaper a few times for me. But the mess is still in the works. 
15 years in the works, but I'm not giving up. And we'll move from that thread to a new thread in the Wet Set Message Board subforum, Public Forum subforum, Bedwetting, in a thread started by Remo6 entitled, Cheap Hotel Contemplating Having an Quote-Unquote Accident. And it goes like this. Hi guys, long time lurker here. I've had an interest in desperation and wedding for as long as I can remember. But it is only this past year that I've come to realize that the idea of bedwetting really turns me on. I wouldn't describe myself as a bedwetter, but that's not to say I haven't wet the bed. My girlfriend and I managed to stain each other's mattresses enough this year that we had to try very hard to hide the stains at the end of the year amongst other pee-related escapades. I've been tempted before, but have never quite plucked up the courage to go through with it or the bed was too nice and expensive to want to. However, I am currently staying in a very cheap hotel for a few nights, which is extremely crappy. The room is generally dirty and terrible, and by the looks of the mattress, has been wet before. What do you guys think? Should I go through with it? Cheers, S. P.S. It's a shame this forum has gotten so quiet. Hopefully, my posting might help that in a small way. And Osnell writes, No matter how Don Market your hotel is, neither its owners nor the poor chambermaids who have the misfortune to work there consented to play part in your fetish scene by having their assets damaged or being compelled to perform cleaning tasks that are not a normal part of their job and may well be considered unpleasant if not deeply repugnant by them. Yes, you can tip the chambermaid and maybe that will mollify her somewhat, but that doesn't make it consensual and does nothing to offset the owner's loss. That's probably not the answer you wanted to hear, but it is an answer. Best to wet your own bed. If you're a bit unreliable at night and you're staying somewhere else, wear nappies. Please don't let my negative response dissuade you from posting, however. The board is desperately quiet and it is a fair discussion point. And Sam Korg writes, Hi, Remo6. First, would you please consider telling us some details about your experiences and how you and your girlfriend ended up with stained mattresses? That would definitely add some life to this forum. Regarding the hotel mattresses, this subject always brings a variety of responses. I can sympathize with both the positive and negative viewpoints. I think perhaps the middle ground would be to find a way to join the extreme thrill but somehow not cause real damage nor trouble for the chambermaid. Sheets can be removed, substituted, and then later replaced. A previously stained mattress won't get worse if if you clean it. Puppy accident enzyme cleaners are available at pet stores and work fine. Some thoughts. Good luck, Sam. And he who loves to be wet adds, wetting someone else's bed is not really on, but I must admit last time I was in the States, I stayed at some very cheap motel and the bed had obviously been peed in more than once. Being a bedwetter, I always check for stains on hotel beds as the curiosity always gets the better of me. Anyway, this grotty motel in Williams, Arizona, I coat the unmistakable whiff of pee as soon as I turned the sheets back. On further inspection, when I pulled back the bottom sheet, the mattress was stained, and when I looked underneath, it was even more stained. That night, I added to them quite a bit. Nothing was ever said. When I returned the following night, the maid had simply remade the bed with the still damp and stained sheet. Not that I could complain. And pissed myself, writes. It is par for the course for them to deal with a wet bed. Done it many times. Never been charged or questioned. On times I have done it when staying the next night, I have once had a plastic shower curtain put over the wet bed and new sheets. Once a cloth curtain put over the wet bed, brackets, that did nothing, and new sheets. Once new sheets on the still wet bed and several times the wet bed was simply remade as is. So I checked the mattress and, and almost every time at the low to mid-range hotels there's multiple stains already on the bed. In higher quality places there isn't and that is only because they steam clean them after each accident. 
Hell, I caught wind of a situation where the room was destroyed. Brackets, pee and puke all over. And the bed peed all the way through the box spring and onto the floor, and they were charged a modest charge, but specifically not for the bed, only for the cleaning the room needed. And SPSH writes, Although I agree that it's best to wet your own bed, I fully understand the thrill you can get from doing it in a hotel, brackets having done it myself several times. And even though I know it's wrong, I still do it. However, accidents happen, so I don't think the maids will mind too much. Even if no one ever had this fetish, beds will still get wet by accident. If you really can't deal with handling wet sheets, you probably shouldn't apply for a job as a hotel maid. The, <laughs> the hotel owners will be aware of this, and I guess they replace mattresses after a set time. Bottom line, if you let members of the public sleep in your beds, you will find they get wet occasionally with various fluids and for various reasons. And pissed myself writes, exactly. What never ceases to amaze me is the few hotels that have protection on the beds. So far, a place in downtown where a yearly festival and open street drinking is allowed has had protection. Brackets, I actually stayed there twice. The first time it didn't and the second time it did. My fault maybe? LOL. A mid-range hotel in the Vegas Strip had it, and a Hall Express had it. Brackets, I think they do it based on reviews I have seen. Other than that, dozens and dozens of other hotels have had no protection. I have seen one more exception. I stayed at a lower range, brackets, days in style place, somewhere near MD a few years ago. Brackets, got in really late and had to hit the road early the next day. And upon my usual mattress inspection, I realized it had like five or six layers, random protectors and pads, etc. Some more waterproof than others, but the last layer was like pure plastic. I had fun that night. Finally, I have posted elsewhere about this one, but I have stayed at a lower end, brackets, microtel place once where when I got there, the room had two beds. I pulled back the covers on the first bed and it was still soaked through the quote unquote clean sheets and onto the comforter. I called the front desk to tell them, brackets, fearing I would get blamed. They offered me another room. I declined and said I would use the other bed, but when I pulled back the covers on that bed, it was wet too. Not as wet, but still enough to be through the sheets. Not knowing where that pee had been, I did call and ask for another room, but not before adding to one of the <laughs> but not before adding to one of the beds and taking a quick shower before moving. That was the oddest situation I had ever seen in my life, hotel-wise. And we'll leave that thread and return to the panty and diaper pooping subform to read a new thread started by Doomguard, entitled Poop Substitute. And it goes like this. Hi everyone, I'm looking for a good poop substitute, something that feels a lot like poop, brackets, looking like poop is a bonus but not a requirement. I'll have some time to play in the near future and I'd certainly appreciate your ideas. And a girl writes, why use a substitute? What's wrong with the real thing? And Doomguard replies, circumstances prevent using the real thing, unfortunately. And Six Gun replies, I've always used oatmeal as my substitute. Of course, I can't poop on command or anything, plus most of the time when I feel like going in my pants, I'm unable to due to work, slash friends, slash family, whatever. Bracket, sometimes I just plain don't feel like it. It also sucks when you feel this huge load and you do the deed and it's all tiny. I usually run a thermometer to get water coming out of the tap at a solid 98 to 100 degrees, so it's like body temperature and therefore more realistic. I have a couple of plastic flexible bowls I use in which I put the oatmeal and then add water to get the texture I want. I prefer my loads soft and runny, so I add more water, but you can do what you want. Oats are cheap, have the potential to make huge loads, are quick to make, and are actually good for your skin. Another benefit is no smell. The runner you make it, the easier it is to clean off in the shower, and again, it is good for your skin. 
perfect in my eyes. If you could only rig a device to shoot the oatmeal into my diaper like... <laughs> okay. If I could only rig a device to shoot the oatmeal into my diaper like poop normally does, I may never have to do the real thing again. I love to feel the expansion in my seat and hear the soft crackle as my load grows, and you have more control over it if you use oatmeal. I had rigged up a short length of hose with a nozzle and attached it to an air pump, and it worked pretty well, but the complexity of it took the fun out of it. Oh well, I'll figure out something else. And Percival adds, why not just fill your rectum with the oats? And Six Gun replies, Not my thing. Don't want anything going into my ass. Simple as that. And Spandex Man suggests, If you want to feel the bulge without the mess, stuff a Nerf football or two in your underpants and then put on a tight pair of pants. It will press against your bum snugly and alter your walk, and when done, there is no mess other than a semen stain or two. And Shan writes, Play-Doh. I have used it on occasion. You can use it out of a fresh can or more. Shape it like your favorite turd size and consistency by adding a small amount of water if you want. Best of all, just stick it back in the can when you're done and reuse it. And PNTLD finishes the thread by adding, Go to the dollar store, get a container of large fruit-flavored gumdrops. They are usually covered with sugar granules. They are made primarily of gelatin, which becomes pliable and melts slowly at body temperature. Put a bunch of them in a bowl, run under warm water for a few minutes until the sugar is dissolved, and they are slippery all over. Then they can be inserted without lubricant and feel like the real thing in every way. They will cause an accident and can be used in any amount you desire. They are safe and harmless. Maybe exercise caution if you're diabetic. They have sugar in them. For those who don't want to insert them, they can be used as is. Most realistic substitute I've found. Optional depends, 0 0.065 cents. Third of a container of gumdrops, 75 cents. Large unavoidable accident whenever you want with squishy, lumpy, slippery aftermath, priceless. Good grief. And we'll move from that thread to a new thread in the bedwetting subform by junior member Alex74, who writes in a thread he entitled, Daytime Problems as a Result of Deliberate Bedwetting. And it goes like this. Hi folks, I'm new on this board, so let me shortly introduce myself. I'm a 39-year-old male and my diaper fetish developed in my early teens before puberty. Brackets, as I guess did with most of you. As nearly as long as I'm into this fetish, I'm obsessed about becoming a bedwetter voluntarily. Brackets, I mean not only wet the bed deliberately, but genuine sleep bedwetting beyond control slash decision. As I take it, a number of users here took this road. Since in a number of quote-unquote manuals on how to become a regular bedwetter, it is mentioned that going this road will include the occurrence of daytime accidents as well, if not complete incontinence with need to be diapered 24-7, 365. I just wonder how much of you who are into this lifestyle experience such problems, and if, how intensely, brackets whether you have increased frequency to go potty or really need to be diapered all the time with no realizing you're wedding anymore. Also, after how much time after bedwetting has been achieved, daytime accidents has started as well as how long it took after this till it became uncontrollable. At He Who Loves To Be Wet, you posted another forum about daytime accidents in September 2011. How did this develop? Became worse? I don't think this complete incontinence thing will keep me from becoming a bedwetter, but I'm just curious about your experiences. P.S. Please excuse my lousy English. It is not my mother language. And WBXX writes, Alex74, I'm sure He Who Loves To Be Wet will comment when he sees your message. In the meantime, I'll share my experience. Like you're contemplating, I regressed back to sleep bedwetting many years ago. At the time, I devised my own method, but it is very similar to the techniques you see. Now, some 30 years later, when I consume extra fluid and wear a diaper, I more often than not wet in my sleep. 
Many warn that regression results in wetting every night. That hasn't been the case for me, although I have unplanned accidents. In general, I don't wet in my sleep unless I want to. However, after a couple of bad experiences, I now take precautions when sleeping away from home, so there is a bit of downside for me when traveling. As for daytime, there's no doubt my control is not what it once was. I have to go more frequently, and the urge is often sudden and intense. However, I attribute the changes more to aging than bedwetting. Bottom line, returning to regular bedwetting is one of the best things I've ever done for myself. I can't imagine life without it. Good luck, and your English is fine. And he who loves to be wet replies, My bedwetting has definitely weakened my daytime control to the point where I now wear incontinence pants during the day to save embarrassing wet patches in my trousers. This doesn't worry me at all. I wouldn't trade my bedwetting for anything. And Alex74 replies, Thank you, WBX and he who loves to be wet for sharing your experiences. I appreciate that. Being my very first thread in a forum after having the internet for some 13 years, I started to worry that it would end up with no response at all, but apparently I lack some patience. Smiley face emoticon. Considering the true developments of the process of regression you two went through, it becomes clear that one cannot securely tell in advance how this will turn out to be before entering into oneself. So it might involve some unscheduled developments to go down this path, but as mentioned, I desired this so long, so I will start one more attempt and see what happens. I'll report on progression. Ah, regression, if anything happens. Smiley face emoticon. Thank you again, and any advice is welcome. Wishing you a wet night. And he who loves to be wet replies, Don't give up on your quest to be a true bedwetter. It won't always happen overnight, but stay committed and enjoy the journey. I know I did. Some basic tips that will really help. The most important one is that once you've decided that you really want to be a true bedwetter, then from now on, always think of yourself as one. This should be your benchmark. And from now on, live accordingly. Try and wet deliberately each and every night without exception. Remember, a true bedwetter has no choice in the matter. You should live your life around your bedwetting, not fit your bedwetting into your current life. Make the necessary changes and stick with them. You will succeed if you really want this. That first morning when you wake up having wet yourself in your sleep with no recollection of it whatsoever will make it all worthwhile. I am always happy to offer advice to anyone wanting to regress. And Alex74 replies, Yes, considering and accepting oneself as a bedwetter, as well as repeatedly deliberately wetting the bed will surely do the trick. What I've learned so far is that this is all mental, overcoming all those mental blockades that keep one from wetting easy and with no worries. One of these blockades I struggled with for a long time was to let go regardless of the position I'm in. Being a side sleeper, as it is needless to say that regardless of the protection brackets I wear Tina maxi with two boosters and additional plastic pants. Wetting in this position will cause leaking. In order to become okay with that happening, of course, adequate bed protection should be in place. So I do not only have a good mattress protector, but also my feather bed as well as my pillows are plastic covered accordingly. Brackets with, with regular duvet cover above as I cannot stand my skin to be exposed to the plastic covers. Last week, I awakened whilst I was peeing laying on my side. So two major goals were reached. Already wetting whilst awaking as well as doing it on my side, which previously caused me to change into another position, which beyond doubt is poison in the process of regressing. Even I'm well aware that this famous first night will take some time. I tend to believe it will be rather sooner than later if I keep to deliberate bedwetting consequently. But exactly here's my problem, the final blockade to just let it happen. Thus the anxiety of it becoming permanent once achieved. You can read different things about it. There are those who say that very likely one will remain a lifelong bedwetter after regression took place as well as those who say nighttime incontinence can be relearned, even being harder than regression. Generally, I tend to believe one could go back, but due to lack of experience, I surely don't know for sure. So if any is around who either successfully regained night control, repetitively someone who tried but failed, I would pretty much appreciate it if you could share your experiences. Thank you. 
and WBXX writes, Congratulations on partially peeing in your sleep. That's got to be encouraging. As for leaks, in my experience, one can minimize if not totally eliminate them with cloth diapers and of course plastic pants. I sleep on three flat cloth diapers folded so the bulk is at the front and sides. With this arrangement, even when I wet heavily, brackets multiple times, my bed and pajamas are at the worst a bit damp in the morning. And if leaking were to become an issue, I'd simply add another diaper. Not sure how to say this, but it seems if one truly wants to become a bedwetter, there is no thought of ever being dry again. That was certainly the case for me, although I still have considerable control over sleep wetting. If I was ever to have another dry night, that would be fine. In some ways, I'd welcome total loss of controls. Brackets, night, not day. A tip. If consuming extra fluid before bed to promote wetting, try to adjust the volume and timing so you have to pee early in the night, like an hour or so after falling asleep. My experience, as well as research, suggests one is most likely to sleep through the urge early in the night when sleep is the deepest. Again, congratulations on the progress. Hope you achieve your goal. And finally, we'll read from this final thread in the public forums, panty and diaper pooping subforum, in a thread started by Paul S.A., or Paulsa. Your choice. In a thread they entitled, Crapping Your Pants Wearing a Diaper. And it goes like this. I am a grown man who likes to crap in my pants in public, but I'm embarrassed about it. A professional suggested to maybe wear a diaper when I do it in public. Today I did. It barely smelled. I actually politely asked people, Do I stink? They said no. Do others poop in their pants in public? Did you ever wear a diaper? And if so, did it mask the smell? Thank you. Paul. And Panties Pooper writes, I have, but not in a long time. I only recently tried diapers and didn't like them. So I am probably not a good judge of what works because I have never worn a diaper when I pooped in my panties in public. I just stayed far enough away from others that it was never an issue. Ask them? Oh, I could never do that. Wait, you like to fill your pants there, but you were embarrassed about it? That does not computer, I'm afraid. And Paul S.A. replies, Hi, panties pooper. I actually love to fill my pants. It turns me on. I take it you're a female. But I have done it a few times, like on the bus, and got rasped about it by some people. The smell gave it away. People were holding their noses. Sometimes the mess soaks through. Would love to chat with you, either by email or by phone. You live in the States? I'm from PA. And Jane Carroll fan writes, PP, you should reconsider trying diapers, especially since you seem to have such a delicate stomach these days. Diapers are especially good for dealing with Rhea. And Panties Pooper replies, I can't do phone and seldom even get to my email. About the only chat I do is on YM. Although I seem to have some followers on EP, I never did it so others know. Indeed, I try not to let them know what I have done. And in reply to Jane Carroll fan, Panty Pooper replies, I don't have Rhea so much. Indeed, I try to stay constipated as I can, but I know that there will be times when I can't and Rhea or very soft poop can happen. I did try diapers and found that diapers leak badly, brackets, both my pee and my poop, so that I decided that I have little use for them. Besides, even with this in mind, Besides, even with this in mind, there is the resolution I made three years ago that I would not poop into a potty anymore. I allowed myself one exception, and I have only used it once. So I have decided that my panties will get all my poop, regardless of whether it is hard or not. Soft poop has its place too, I have found. And Pulix2 writes, since I started buying diapers, the only time when I'm not using a pull-up or diaper is when I'm out of stocks. Diapers slash pull-ups turn me on a little by themselves, and I love how squishy they get when wet. But the major selling point is no cleanup. Every time I pooped in public was in a diaper or a pull-up, except when I had 
genuine accidents in my pants. The brands I buy are not very absorbents and leak all the time, so I'm not usually wetting them in public. But the fact that they can hold pee is a bonus and often makes the difference between having to go to the toilet and being able to enjoy your poop a little while longer. To me, pull-up style diapers are the ultimate public pooping instrument. I've often stayed in loaded pull-ups for complete days at college and university. Being a guy, whenever I had to pee, I would just go to the men's room, tug down the front of my pull-up, get my dick out, and pee. Peeing like everything was normal while the back of my pull-up was loaded with poop turned me on a lot. I would sometimes keep my pull-up dry for most of the day, just because it was the silliest way possible to use a pull-up. But most of the time, I would use my bladder control to slowly wet the pull-up just before it starts leaking. I turned myself on thinking, quote-unquote, I have the perfect bladder and bowel control, yet I wear pull-ups, and I do this all in order to satisfy my weird fetish and stay in a loaded diaper for as long as possible. Sometimes I doubled or tripled my pull-up before going out in public, but if anything, it was more leaky, so I started wearing pre-soaked pull-ups over my clean one. What? Something I did was pooping in a pull-up, taking it off, jumping in a clean pull-up, then putting back the loaded pull-up over the clean one. In the winter, I would wear a long coat and have no limits on how many pull-up slash diapers I would wear at one time. And when I wore a full suit and very cold days, there was no limits in how much I would use them either. I once went to my groceries wearing a clean diaper, then three pairs of already loaded but dry pull-ups, then another clean diaper, then five pairs of pull-ups I had previously soaked wearing forward and backwards. Most of them were also full of skid marks, then a third pair of clean diaper that were too large for me. Everything except the last diaper was expertly punctured so that the urine would soak through. Then over that, I pulled two pairs of cotton spandex boxer shorts to keep everything in place. I had some trouble fitting a pair of jeans over that, but I eventually succeeded. Then I wore my winter pants over them. Even with the winter pants, my bum was obviously huge, but with my coat, it wasn't obvious anymore. Before leaving, I drank some coffee and a ton of water. Walking through the grocery store in that attire was a bliss. I could even feel the three previous loads in the back and the weight of squishiness of the five soaked pull-ups and I already wet a bit, but it was only the beginning. While walking, I was pushing and straining to get my load going. It was a six days worth and really firm. The kind that would never just slide out on their own and requires conscious effort and a lot of it to get out, my personal favorite. When I felt I had weakened it enough, I paused to look at something, took a deep breath and pushed with all my might. It was like trying to poop a steel pipe. Well, sitting in a slightly soft chair. I had to resume walking and pause multiple times, and after about 15 minutes, the monster is finally out. I had also continuously squirted pee the whole time, having abandoned all bladder control to concentrate on pushing. I picked up the last item on my list, a pack of pull-ups, and went to pay. Looking at the cute cashier straight in the eyes the whole time, brackets, okay, I was also looking at her tits. The 2.5-kilometer walk back home was a real fucking bliss. The really hard poop was poking my ass the whole time. Halfway through, my bowels started rumbling, and I realized I still had to poop. I pushed, and a lot of mushy poop came out. Mm. I, I kept pushing more out ugh, all the way. I kept pushing more out all the way back home. I was also farting, and the diaper I was wearing felt like it was airtight because it kept inflating. When I arrived home, I was surprised to find that it hadn't leaked. After I was done with the groceries, taking my time, doing normal things with a loaded diaper, I sat down in front of my computer. Brackets, it was awesome. I almost came just from that and spent the rest of the day farting, pooping, drinking, and pissing while looking at diaper and pooping porn. Eventually, since it hadn't leaked yet, I stripped down to the diapers and went to bed. The following morning, I stood up next to my bed and did my morning 
morning pee and the diapers finally leaked, but I kept them anyway. I kept them until I pooped one last time, a large load from the large meal I had the previous day. Then I took everything off and slid into a clean pair of pull-ups without bothering with cleaning. Usually after two or three pull-up changes, the wet pull-ups would have mostly cleaned my bum. Enough to go take a shower. And Ill Fly writes, Isn't the point of quote-unquote doing it in public hoping someone notices the quote-unquote lump in your pants? The waddle walk. I'd love to be caught by a member of the opposite sex. And Frizo 44095 ends the thread by adding, Shocked emoticon. I have messed my diapers on a number of occasions in public. I do not want to get caught or offend others, so I am discreet when I soil my diapers. I have soiled in Walmart, and while out of town attending meetings conferences, it is exhilarating to mess your diapers, enjoying the feeling of a nice warm load, while acting quite normal, and at times even talking with a few people. I have never even so much as received a second glance or quizzical look from someone. At Walmart, and in general at any venue, there are so many ambient odors that just blend in with a normal environment. I do take precautions to not stand in one place very long. And when out of town and after returning to the hotel from walking slash exploring the city I happen to be in, I do not take the elevator to my room and walk up the stairs to avoid being confined in close quarters with people who might suspect I have soiled myself. And as I said earlier, I do not want to offend others. Okay, well, what did you think of this? There is quite a bit of laughable material in this episode, and I, I, and I laughed. This is some very silly things. So, which among you is super into pee and poop play? Obviously, this is somewhat tied to the adult baby thing and um, the concept of loss of control or seeding control because you, you, you don't want to be in control anymore. You want to go back to being a baby. What have you, I guess. I mean... If you want to pee and poop in your pants, you better be pretty discreet about that. As I found, unfortunately, there is quite a bit of this pornography when I was looking for images for the podcast. So if you're into this, there's a huge community out there of people who are talking about peeing all over the place and pooping in their pants and dirty underpants. They're just waiting for you. As I mentioned at the top of the show, wetset.net is a sort of lightly trafficked forum. People are still talking about ridiculous things and posting YouTube links of people peeing in their pants all over the place. But for the most part, there's not much going on at the forum. But that didn't stop me from finding some good stuff to read. Yeah, so I hope you enjoyed it. That was some very silly things. Oh, I wanted to say that when I was editing it and I heard myself pronounce duvet as duvet I wanted to scream <laughs> because I don't know why I was pronouncing it that stupid way but please don't write me a letter <laughs> that I was pronouncing it wrong I know I was pronounc- I realize now that I was pronouncing it wrong and that was a oof it was embarrassing. Anyway, so Lou Reed's news, not a whole lot of news. I just sent out a bunch of magnets. I still have a bunch of magnets. If you would like a magnet that says Lou Reed's the internet for you and then has my picture on it as you may have seen, I still have about 20 left. So um, feel free to ask for one. And to do so, you should write to loureads at gmail.com. So this ends the first podcast of the year 2015. 2014, I think, was a pretty decent year of Lou Reads. I hope you enjoyed it. I enjoyed making it, and hopefully this 2015, I'm going to try to make more live shows and try to petition to get into the bigger festivals that go around. Um, so if you have a festival and you would like me to attend it and read horrible things and make people unhappy, let me know. And I want to thank everyone who's been writing reviews on iTunes for Lou Reads. I really appreciate it. If you haven't, 
please do so. It doesn't have to be wacky or funny or whatever. Just write what you think about Lou Reed's at iTunes and vote for it. You can just vote for it. Several hundred people have, but if you haven't, please do. Because uh, it's the only way I know of validating my existence as a human being. So what else? Anything else? I also hope that you took time to listen to the digital drift that I sat in on. It was pretty funny. And uh, Alex Shaw and his cohorts did a good job of editing it. I really enjoyed it. So if you haven't, please go listen to it. It's linked at the Facebook page. Oh, and I want to thank John from the Bronx who donated to the podcast. I really appreciate it. Thank you very much. It was very generous and much appreciated. Remember, you can always donate to the podcast. You don't have to. At loureads.com, there is a PayPal donate button. And on that note, we'll wrap this episode up. So, my name's Lou. This has been Lou Reads the Internet, wetset.net edition. We'll see you soon. Bye-bye. <laughs>